Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. (laughs) Enjoy. All right. So did you know that this is one of the biggest wedding years of all time (laughs) of all time since they've been recording wedding years well so because of the pandemic sure everybody everybody had to postpone yeah Yeah. and so we're going to talk about weddings a couple times this year and this isn't the first time we've tried i mean my favorite right this isn't the first time we've tried to record about our wedding but i feel really inspired okay let's do it so we started talking about weddings last week because we were just at a wedding it was amazing It was the first wedding that we had traveled to. Listen to last week's episode called Unclear Yet. Our editor hasn't named it yet. (laughs) But I wanted to talk about the wedding, like the ceremony. Mm, mm. The you you mean like the yeah, the ceremony aspect of getting married? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we mentioned this, but these are two artists, famous and semi famous artists, filmmakers, muralists, etc. It was an amazing crowd. It was a, you know, very artsy crowd. And I think what I know about them is that they might not be as religious as they seemed at their wedding. Yeah. Or maybe that was just a choice that they made. It, it, I don't think a person has to be religious to then therefore have a religious wedding and actually enjoy that aspect of it. Tell me more. Sure. So. You know, I think it's really important for everybody at their wedding to do it for themselves, right? So you should do it your way. And I think that that often makes us think that, like, it's going to be an exact reflection of kind of, like, who you are. But it doesn't have to be. Oftentimes, I think, you know, thinking outside the box, we don't really know what people want. And I can imagine some people saying, I want to experience the kind of traditional style wedding like that's what I've always wanted and dreamed of is like this traditional style wedding and just to kind of live and lean into that whether or not like I'm that person in my everyday life and I'm not doing it for my mom or for my dad or for my family I'm doing it for me because that's how I want to experience the ceremony of getting married. You know, we talked to them beforehand. They said, you know, you may be surprised. And I was surprised. From a visual perspective, it was this marriage uh, marriage of traditional and non-traditional. The song she walked down the aisle to, which I still need to figure out what it was, was so incredible. It like created a huge feeling for me. And then as the ceremony went on, we said the Our Father, which was like, very shocking. It was to me. very like you're sitting in church. Yeah. I mean, I looked around. I peeked to look around to be like, is everyone saying this? Is anyone saying this? I think it was half half. I would. Well, call we it. were up front because we're family, and yeah. and everybody up front was definitely. Oh, I have saying a funny to help. Not right now, but re- remind me here, and as we go through this, go for it. To remind me. Well, okay. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself, okay. but it was funny. So we are family. We're sitting up front, and for some reason. Like people were shy about sitting in the front row, which actually makes sense knowing my family. Um, Nobody wants to like step on any toes. 
we were sitting up front, and then when after they left, the wedding party like processed out, and then parents kind of left, and then I was like, oh, we're exiting, like you know, in church. If I grew mm-hmm. up in Catholic church, mm-hmm. and you know, the priest goes first, and then the yeah, people then the talk, rows, yeah. and then the rows file out. And we did, and you know, there was it was just this funny moment because we were like, "Are we supposed to be doing this?" Oh, but we, we were like straight like up in, in the, the wedding, wedding party. party. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was funny. Okay, so it's super religious, and two things: their vows were awesome. They were great storytellers. They told these stories, and these—I mean, their vows were awesome, not traditional. And at what you know, when the pastor is asking, he says, first person he asks is the bride. He says. Stacy, do you take Pam? <laughs> and then, you know, I mean, we erupted in laughter because to me, that was the perfect thing to happen at their wedding. Because well, do you want to tell the so... audience the name, the actual well, name? Well, right, yeah. the, right. The groom is Sam. But that was the perfect thing to have happen at this very traditional wedding where no one was expecting to be traditional. And I think it just like cut through it wasn't tension, but like cut through just like the question of like, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, I mean, everybody just died laughing and I couldn't stop actually. Here we were, Stacy and Sam. And then the pastor, Stacy, do you accept Pam? I mean, it was amazing because <laughs> it was that moment where, where she's, she is accepting this person as her spouse. Yeah. So uh, it was awesome. So it made me think about why people choose what they choose. And I actually was really kind of taken by what you said is like, people get to choose whatever. It doesn't have to be an exact reflection of who they are. And that's essentially what they said to us was, it's going to be a surprise. It's not going to be what you think it's going to be. Right. And I think that's a beautiful piece about it. I mean, we often try to put some kind of like we know best or we know what people will want and we forget like the only person who knows what you want is what you want is you and I don't know what you want and only you do I I think that's just for me it was just a good reminder of that like we thought so much that it would be this type of kind of off the wall fun goofy wedding but it was super traditional, and that's exactly what they wanted, and we didn't know that. And so it's just a good reminder to, you know, you, you, you really have to let people speak their own truth. And I feel like when they said it's not what you think, I think that that was them. You know, I don't know why they chose it to be this way, right? Like there was a part of me that was like, is it ironic? Is it kitschy? Is it just this call to this all-American? Because we weren't even in their, their hometown. We're in Midwest. Like, I don't know. There was something to it and I just wonder if like they just were courageously themselves in this process and I think that we I want to talk a little bit about our wedding because I think that we did that too continuously held true to our values and one of the ways that we did that was by creating a mission statement and I think in the work that you have done Adam Mission statements are really important because they help keep the direction of where you're going so that you don't get so far outside with visions and dreams that you don't stay true to who you are as an organization and for us as a couple. Yeah. And I'll just say I've had some learning over the past couple of years and and I actually prefer to call, call rename a mission statement a purpose statement right now, just that we're, you know, not on mission to change a bunch of people but to change mission to a purpose statement so yeah 
crafting a purpose statement. Great. Great. So we did call it a mission statement, but now, now I like that. I like that. So it's also a little less military mission going on doing exactly like going and converting, you know, people and cultural assimilation, you know, that kind of thing. Like your, that's your mission and military language as well. Got it. Well, it was our mission to do something the way we wanted to do it, but not for everybody else, for us. Yeah, I think it's just saying purpose statement is just a little bit more inclusive language, which is definitely a goal of ours. Cool. So we had our purpose statement. It really kept for especially this Gemini within a context that we wanted to keep it in. And so basically, anytime there was a question of should we do this? Should we do that? Should we do this? It was like, well, let's look at the purpose statement. Yeah. Does it ring true with that? I'm curious to ask you, what are a couple of the things that you not only remember, but you really feel like you embodied coming out of the purpose statement? I don't expect you to. I don't remember all the words of it, but like. Yeah, that we. So it was love, intentionality, and then calling in the wisdom of those who walked this path before us. So that's kind of traditional in a way, but really calling on our family line and our ancestors who and and for me it was really like anybody who's walked this path because we were we were making a choice to do something that's fairly traditional which is to get married as a man and a woman so who walked this path before us and how can we take that wisdom into this ceremony but we did also have pieces in there about staying true to ourselves. Yeah. I think for me, like the one thing that really struck out from it was this sense of community and the like kind of embodiment of community. And I think that we tried to do things within that. So, for example, our, we had wedding gifts, like party gifts for people. And they were Old Navy flip-flops because you could buy them for a dollar. And so it was a cheap way to give everybody a gift that they could use, take home. Well, and we were poolside and it was hot. Yeah, and we, we were, were expecting a amazing dance party, which we received. But, for example, those wedding gifts... They were about like it was a community style gift. It was something that then everybody could wear and everybody's now wearing these flip flops walking around because dress shoes often hurt your feet after a while. And so it was that was, you know, that was an easy choice because it aligned with our purpose statement. So and also we didn't want them to say Old Navy. So we painted each pair of shoes and that was a community effort. We needed help because what would we have like 250 pairs? Something like that. Uh Yeah. So I'm also curious um, about our wedding, just to kind of ask you, you know, one thing that was big for us was the intentionality of things. You just spoke to this. So every, not, I won't say every little detail, but a lot of what we did in terms of the the way that the wedding was structured and presented was very intentional and involved community. So another example was we had kind of this hoop structure that when we walked through, people in prep of the wedding had wrote down blessings for us or well wishes and then hung them and then we walked through that hoop structure. So again, in the blessings. To take in the blessings. So again, community, intentionality. Do you think that we're unique in that kind of, or are we over being over intentional about it to where that's just who we are? Or is that something that everybody wants to do? So I'm only saying this based on what I've heard. But first of all, I'm not over anything. And I am done thinking I'm overly anything, overly loud, overly sensitive, overly Preach. bossy, overly intentional, done, right? So I don't, 
that's not the answer I would give. I think that not only did that make it very special for us, it made it enjoyable to plan. It was a very connective experience and other people really enjoyed it because of that. And that's the, that's the um, feedback I got. I think that for many people, weddings are a means to an end. I think for some, it's a it's just about getting their family and friends together in a room. So the ceremony is not the most important part. It's also sometimes for somebody else, like for family, when you'd rather just elope. And I think that the the concept that, that I have gotten is the shorter the ceremony, the better for a lot of people because they want the party. They want the connection time, the fun, the enjoyment, the party. And just to have the ceremony as a part of that versus, you know, I've even had people say, I don't think we're going to have a wedding. I think we're just going to have a party. And I'm like, okay, well, the party is the expensive part. The wedding is where you talk to each other. <laughs> you yeah. know, why, in your opinion, is it important to have that ceremony? Well, for us, because because I wanted to be connected to that commitment, there have been a trillion times that we've rewatched our wedding video. And let me just say, we had an incredible opportunity to get a wedding video at a very affordable price from a friend of ours who offered it at this unbelievably low rate. And I'll just say it because I think that's important for people to understand it was $500. I think wedding videos are usually around $2,500 to $3,000. But that could have changed because it's been a minute. But I will say the photographs are explosive and amazing. But seeing, I mean, there's a, a, a moment where your mom smiles in the camera. And I just can't even with that moment. It's so special. And we get to see everybody dancing on the dance floor. And all of our vows are captured in that. And the coming down the aisle, the under the hoop blessings, people, friends and family in their faces, and trouser, you know, and it's just, and you getting ready and me getting, I don't know. I mean, I, I never would have seen you getting ready any other way. I never would have, not that I didn't remember it. Cause I tried, I tried really hard to stay present, but so what I was saying is that we've watched it in difficult times. We watched it on the day or day before we gave birth to Neo. We've watched it we watched it at our anniversary, and it is a renewal in the same way that going to somebody else's wedding can be a renewal. 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 What are we having for dinner tonight? Renewals. <laughs> what does a renewal mean? Uh, a meal. A when meal. You reheat <laughs> when you reheat noodles. And it is very refreshing. What it, what Ooh, I'm gonna, so renewed right now. What were you going to say? I have no idea. Let me renewal this back in my head. And I appreciate what you said about I'm more than, but like, I just hope that, and it doesn't matter the size of the wedding, that that isn't a thing, but it is an opportunity for you and your partner to really like set, set something that's meaningful, say words that are meaningful, have a ceremony that's meaningful. And I just hope that we as a culture don't lose sight of that. Ceremony and intention setting and mm. however you want to say it has been a part of human history. Tradition and, and ritual. Exactly. Has been a part of human history for thousands and thousands of years. And even in the animal kingdom as well. You know, it is just it is so important. And this is an opportunity for, again, you and your partner it's like one of the few opportunities in your life that you get to have this type of ceremony. Thank you, Neo. Yeah. 
Hey, everybody. Did you know that the Reading Aloud podcast has a Patreon account? That's right. When you support this podcast through Patreon, you become part of our Reading Aloud family, and we love our family members. At its core, this podcast is about providing insight and conversations that support and inspire our listeners to deepen their relationships and build community through conversation. Every week, we receive meaningful feedback on how the Reading Aloud podcast has supported someone through a challenging time, and now we need your support to keep that going. Your Patreon commitment not only provides you with curated, fun, and interactive bonus content, it helps us cover the many costs of producing a podcast. Check out our Patreon link in the show notes and see which level you can commit to. And know that we thank you so much for both your listening support as well as your financial support. Now let's get back to today's conversation. So why do you feel so compelled? Because we have to remember that some people get married for tax purposes and some people get married as friends and partners for practical purposes because there's recognition in the institution of marriage and some people don't get married because of the fact that it is institutionalized and instead just spend time together having ritual every day. So I'm just curious where your passion comes from and if it's considering all those elements. So where my passion comes from is what I was talking about, a desire for people to live life to the fullest. And I see this personally as an opportunity to seize on one of those moments. All the other things definitely factors. And I would like to say, however you conduct that ceremony, I'm not prescribing how the ceremony should take place. Somebody could have a very intentional, meaningful ceremony at the Little White Chapel in Las Vegas being married by Elvis. That might be how they want to embody it, and that might be something that really grounds them. I don't know. I can't speak for those folks. I don't know. It's just something that I find important, and so I want to talk about it. Well, our second podcast, it was the second or third podcast we ever released at the beginning. Season one was called Intentions. I know that we value that, and I know that you value that very much and have taught me a lot about ritual and intentions. And I think that the wedding was the way it was because we were in the practice of setting intentions and creating ritual in our lives. So I'd like to talk about a couple other elements of our wedding before we think about what the takeaway for this is, because I know, as I spoke to at the beginning, a lot of people are getting married right now. And I think people are looking for wisdom I mean, they're always looking for wedding wisdom, but this year especially. So I think this is great that we're talking about it. And I like to create a takeaway that speaks to a lot of people as opposed to people who identify with us specifically. You know, we had friends make liquor. We had friends make beer. We had our rehearsal dinner was friends making pasta sauce and we had pasta that all sorts of friends brought in. We had the wedding on our dear friend's land. We had our friends do our flowers. We had a friend be our wedding planner. What else? We had a friend make the cake. And uh, two two different sets of friends. Make well, we had cake a friend make. Yeah, we had two friends make cakes, and yeah. one friend, and that same friend who made a cake, she made cupcakes. Right. We had my mom make signs. Mm-hmm. We had friends do music. music, and we had friends DJ. Oh, we had friends do our photography. We had friends do our photography. And friends do our wedding video. And, and let me say, just a side note on this, one thing that I learned about incorporating a lot of friends into 
very specific you roles. Better be, better be ready to pay him. That like that interaction, while it's sweet and important Generous. and meaningful as a friendship, it is also at the same time a like a professional interaction and relationship. And so just to make sure to treat that interaction like that and so that you can always go back to being friends. Yeah. You know? like, and like keep that keep those lines nice and clean and separate. And, uh, you know, and of course, pay them. Don't just expect everything to everybody to do everything for you for but free. But it, it wouldn't hurt to have some like parameters because I think that we were this was part of community and this was a part of affordability. So we have built a big community over the course of our life and people who like to do things for other people. But at this scale, you're right. They it was a lot and lot, a lot of effort. Oh, we had a friend bring tons of dahlias from their garden i mean incredible people just showed up with all the goods yeah yeah and that's what that's one thing that makes a wedding so special so again i still come back to like that community intention and we had friends be intentional community be pre-wedding fairies we had Mm -hmm. our wedding parties and then we had fairies who were passing out the programs which were fans because it was hot and offering people lemonade and things like Ooh, that. that. That's a that's a very specific wedding tip that we kind of came up with, right? Didn't we come up with that? Yeah, I mean, all of it was unique. Nobody's ever done anything like it before. Well, that's the way I like it. <laughs> well, maybe people have done this before, but I did think it was pretty cool that we had an outdoor wedding and the programs were... Oh, little, no, no, no. That's the, been done before. Oh, that's been done. Okay. For sure. But the programs were paper fans and then they had like the program and then on the other side, we we all sang a song at the wedding. We sang mm. Wildflowers by Tom Petty. Which a friend suggested. Which a friend suggested and the lyrics to that and everybody sang. I did actually like that about like we all together sang a song. It mm. wasn't like somebody performed a song, which is awesome also, but like the whole community sang this song. At least most people sang. Like church. Yeah. Um, You know, that song, did you know this about that song? That when I was in my 20s and all of my breakups were breaking my heart forever, like just painful. Yeah, you're definitely still broken up about them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we are still broken up, but I don't think I'm broken up about them. Uh, But the the breakups were just really hard on me. And I had a therapist, so sweet. She made me a playlist. She she burned me a CD. Beautiful. Yeah, that's how old we are. Um, she burned me a CD and on it was Wildflowers. Uh-huh. And I listened to that on repeat. She also added, you can't always get what you want, <laughs> but you always get what you need. And I, I resented that one a little bit. I think I've played that song for you sometimes and you, you're like... <sighs> Oh you don't gosh, like that. All of y'all. Yeah, I can't always get what I want. I want all of <laughs> but the wildflowers. And so when my friend suggested that, I was like, you know what? That's perfect. Because here I am standing at the altar of the love of my life after having all those breakups that led me right to you. So last things, highlights, right? Dance party till 4 a.m. Sand- moldy sandwiches in the hot tub. <laughs> Naked swimming. People felt free to be themselves. And you know why? Why? Because the initial conditions were set. Right. The container is set for that. There you go. Which is so valuable. We created a space where people felt free to be themselves. Starting with the purpose statement. Exactly. I think it all comes down to that. It's like... People didn't feel like they they had to act a certain way or be a certain way or do this or do that. I mean, literally, you had some people who went home at 11 
and had a great time. That's what they wanted to do. You had some people who were up till 4 a.m., slept in their cars and were skinny dipping at 3 a.m., mm-hmm. you know, and that's what that's what they had to do. And uh, I just I'm so appreciative that we were able to create that. Space. Do you think anybody canoed? across the lake to get home that night because people slept in the where they weren't supposed to a lot of people slept where they weren't supposed to sleep but some people canoed over from the campsite so i think they canoed back there's no other way because we said don't i know people were out in the canoe that night buddy don't let trudy hear that (laughs) oh the the one thing where people felt pressure was the dress code because it was my wedding (laughs) our wedding because it was our wedding you know sometimes a little pressure is a good thing i said that no chacos were allowed especially when you're dealing with my friend group it was like they need some people needed a little nudging well i said no chacos were allowed but one of the men in your wedding was i was talking to him and he was just like do i have to wear dress shoes and i was like no you have to wear brown shoes and you can wear the ones that you made because you wear them every day that's different than tacos but i helped dress you know 60 percent of our wedding of the women at our wedding they like they were like what do you think about this dress i picked some out at the store with them i'll say this and this is my own personal preference but i prefer a amazing dressed wedding like the wedding we just went to was incredible the the outfits our wedding incredible the outfits i prefer that i know it's not everybody's cup of tea but we've been to weddings where it's like wear what you want and whatnot and it's great but there's something about like people donning their royal attire you know like people getting in a celebratory and again something that humans have done for thousands of years for a monumentous occasion you wear your best clothes you wear your nicest dresses well definitely the bride and groom are doing it so i feel like it's kind of like well then now we're back to church it's like when you go to a place of ritual and ceremony you dress in a way that you don't dress otherwise. Exactly. Because it's unique, because it's separate. And I know, like, we've talked a lot about this around fashion and around, there's kind of this rebellion because those type of things have been co-opted, they've been commodified, they're used to sell things, and they're just used to, you know, drive capitalism, to be frank. But at the same time, we also have opportunities to reclaim them. There is truth in donning your royal attire. Yeah, adornment. Uh, so Adornment, perfect. What I loved about our wedding is that people felt so beautiful. I helped one girlfriend pick out dresses. She tried on a bunch. And there was this one that she had gotten from this handmade tailor in Asheville. I was like, where is that green gown? And she was like, what? She was like, well, I don't want to be like, you know, like, uh, what did she say? I don't want to show you up. And I was like, oh, first of all, there's no way anyone will show me up. And secondly, I want you to be the second best dressed person at the wedding. I want you to be the most beautiful version of yourself. And she did. And it was incredible. I doubt she's ever had a reason to wear it again. And at the wedding we were just at, the commodification, it was a black tie wedding. And people just wore these incredible versions of that concept of black tie they didn't actually play into i have to go buy a very expensive or a tux gown. or something mm-hmm. like that yeah and and actually the people who wore tuxes were people who don't often wear tuxes right like your pops <laughs> exactly so it was awesome yeah. it was yeah. just this like cool shake up 
So the last things I want to say that this was the moment where our intention came together with just spirit and God and the universe and all of those pieces just sort of collaborated in our favor. One was this butterfly that kept flying around, which my grandmother is symbolized by a butterfly through the arbor. Two are these two eagles, two eagles, bald eagles that were flying overhead. Two. Two. And then the next was at these very, and these weren't things that we saw, but we were told about this like very specifically timed, people said it was timed right when big things were being said, strikes of heat lightning right behind us. Did you know that? Yes, I did know that. I mean, nature was... No, and lastly, a fucking double rainbow. Yes, there was a double rainbow. There was a double rainbow, which was really cool because we were in Tennessee. Some people we knew were getting married in North Carolina, and they had the same double rainbow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And everybody else getting married in that area that day. Had the same double rainbow. Had the same double rainbow. Although nobody Mm. else was crazy enough to get married on that day because it was hot. It was hot. It was very hot. That's the one thing. Yeah. People were just sweating. People's shirts Making fell. memories. Making memories. People's shirts fell off because they were so hot. You remember? Yeah. It's not an adventure nope. until something goes wrong. All right. So what is the takeaway? I mean, we've said a couple, but like, what's, what's the, like, the distilled down takeaway? I think for me, don't be afraid to be both authentically yourself and lean into the opportunity and possibility that the ceremony could create. My big takeaway is dream big, huge, and then go down from there. Like a brainstorm session, you want to put it all out on the table and don't share those ideas with anybody who's going to naysay or tell you this can't happen or I don't know how you're going to make that work because you don't need that. You just need to dream big. And then if it doesn't turn out exactly like that, have no attachment, but at least let yourself dream what you want it to be. Love it. Dream big, be yourself, lean into the ceremony, get dressed up. All right. Those are big takeaways. All right, y'all. We'll probably be talking about weddings again this year. Yeah. All right. Bye, y'all. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.